Welcome back to Volume 75 of the Bodega Board Crew Podcast. How are you guys doing out there? Thanks for subscribing, joining, listening, following, commenting, liking, buying, the whole thing, supporting the brand. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a fun ride. I can't believe it's episode 75. I've been doing this for a couple of years, on and off. I think, you know, it's gone through different phases, but how it is now is that just like this brand started it's a labor of love and when i feel like putting out a piece of content i put out a piece of content when i put out a t-shirt i put out a t-shirt so that's kind of the schedule moving forward i also think one of the things i want to experiment a little bit with is in terms of the format is not just interviewing one person or someone from surfing i'm going to be starting to interview people from all walks of life that do affect our surfing lives and our relationships with surf culture so expect to hear more about that but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 75 make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our website bodegabordercrew.com where we have merch we have blog posts, we have lots of cool t-shirts. It's the best way you can support our brand. I don't wanna put us behind a paywall. I don't wanna do a Patreon thing. Um, I'm not a believer in that. I think most audio content like podcasts should be free to the public. So if you do feel inclined to support us, subscribe, buy some stuff. At least you're getting something out of it. And uh, we include a lot of freebies when you purchase stuff. So uh, look forward to that. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player or player of choice for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. This episode, we start out with a little review of the WSL Longboard Tour Final that just took place in Malibu. Uh, Congratulations to the winners, and we'll get into that. And just want to paint a little picture of the event and what went down and my take on it. Second, we have a little interview with the crew over from Sea Witches. Sea Witches is a uh, zine movement uh, community starter, if you will, and we're doing some events with them, some other things. So this is a little interview with them that I hope you enjoy. And last week, we wrapped this up with some short takes. The first short take we have is a piece from Surfcraft Union featuring our boy Corey Nolan from Hydrophile Fins uh, that produces our fins. Uh, the second is current episode 50 featuring JJ Wessels. And lastly, we finish it off with the latest episode of Breaking Waves from Van Surf uh, with a focus on race and inclusivity. After sitting down with some people recently, I really started thinking about storytelling and how storytelling and history is a vital part of our surf community. It's some sometimes something that people overlook. It's one of the reasons I started doing the podcast is that I didn't want people's stories to be forgotten. And with that, the format of the podcast, I think is going to change up and down. Uh, another reason is because very similar to the podcast, we have our Vans Channel 66 show every month and that pretty much covers, if you will, like a standard interview. So what I wanna to try to do moving forward and this episode is a little bit of an attempt at that is really painting these pictures of these stories and history that's happening right now in surfing and uh, in the surf community. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I want to jump into a couple of tracks and then we'll uh, pop in in a little bit and uh, review the WSL event. Peace. Yo, what's up, 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 what's up,
Styles, man. Where was born? What up, kid? I know shit is rough doing your bit. When the cops came, you should have slid to my crib. Fuck it, black, no time for looking back is done. Plus, congratulations, you know you got a son. I heard he looks like you. Why don't your lady write you? Told her she should visit, that's when she got hyper. Flipping, talking about he acts too rough. He didn't listen, he be ripping while I'm telling him stuff. I was like, yeah, shorty sure don't care. She a snake too. Fucking with them niggas from that fake crew that hate you. But yo, guess who got shot in the dome piece? Jerome's niece on our way home from Jones Beach is bugged. Plus, little Rob is selling drugs on a dime. Hanging out with young thugs that all carry nines. And nighttime is more tripe than ever. What up with poor Mega? Did you see him? Are y'all together? If sold and hold a fort down, represent to the fullest. Say what's up to Herb, Ice, and Bullet. I left for half a hundred in your commissary. You was my nigga when push came to shove. One what? One love. One love. One love. I heard him fronting, and he be pumping on your block. Your man gave him your Glock, and now they run together. What up, son? Whatever. Since I'm on the streets, I'ma put it to a cease. But I heard you blew a nigga with an ox for the phone piece. Wildin' on an Allen, but now with Elmira, better chill, cause the niggas will put that ass on fire. Last time you wrote, you said they tried you in the showers. But maintain when you come home, the corner's hours on the reels. All these crap niggas know the deal. When we start the revolution, all they probably do is squeal. But chill, see you on the next VI. I gave you my dukes loop for kicks, plus into flicks. Your brother's buck wildin' in four main. He wrote me, he might be this case, so he come home, I'm playing low key. So stay civilized, time flies, no incarcerated, your mind dies. I hate it when your mom's cries. It kinda makes me wanna murder, for real. I even got a mask and gloves to bust slugs, but one love. One love, one love. Sack minds in another world, thinking how could we exist through the facts written in school textbooks, Bibles, etc. Fuck a school lecture, the lies get me vexed up. So I be ghosts for my projects. I take my pen and pad for the weekend, hitting nails while I'm sleeping. A two day stay, you may say I needed time alone to relax my dome. No phone left and not at home. You see, the streets had me stressed something terrible. Fucking with the corners, have a nigga up in Bellevue at HDM. Hit with numbers from eight to ten. A future in a maximum state pen. It's grim, so I comes back. Home. Nobody's out, but sure they do. I roll my two fillies together in the bridge. We call them oops. He said nines. Niggas call me busting off the roof, so I wear a bulletproof a pack of black trade deuce. He inhaled so deep, shut his eyes like he was sleep. Started coughing when I peeked to watch me speak. I sat back like the Mac. My army suit was black. We was chilling on these bitches where he pumped his loose cracks. I took the L when he passed it. This little bastard keeps me blasted. It starts talking mad shit. I had to school him, told him don't let niggas fool him. 'Cause when the pistol blows, the one that's murder be the Cool one. Tough luck when niggas are struck, families fucked up. Could've caught your man, but 
didn't look when you bucked up. Mistakes happen, so take heed. Devil bust up at the crowd, catch him solo, make the right man bleed. Shorty's laugh was cold blooded as he spoke so foul. Only 12 trying to tell me that he liked my style. Then I rose, wiping the blunt's ass from my clothes and froze. Only to blow the earth smoke through my nose and told my little man I'm a ghost. I bros left some jewels in his skull that he could sell if he chose. Words of wisdom from Nas, try to rise up above. Keep an eye out for Jake, shorty, walk one love. With a B-saw Catch my metaphors Kinda like a T-star Respect authority I'm throwing a police car Fucking flows I'm 11 with the bloody nose Telekinetic You ever telepathetic I bring stranger things You think a demon Was arranging things Godly king My changing rings Match my angel wings I'm a nice guy But only off the track When I don't rap You been a dick No cumberbatch If the beat got the right Feel like Mookie Benz I might just hit you Like two in the chest Yeah, yeah, yeah G in the game, younger dream of being the same. No, you couldn't be me without feeling my pain. Pro with the grind, snake guy, notice to shine. Hit him with a quick clip like I'm posting the vine. Off of the bread, violate us off of the head. Rather walk over left before talking the fed. Working your brain, fast like merging my lane. How I crush up the base like I'm serving them cane. Hate if you will, I still get the papers and chill. Baggy jeans, sag, really, that's the way to the bill. Swim with the shark, boy, get a lift from the start. Saying life's like a movie and I'm living. In the part, deck is a beast. Naturally, they envy me. Limitless lines, you swear that I'm on NZT. Dude is a vet, INS, schooling the best. Lose your breath when I hit you like two in the chest. Hit you like two in the chest. Well, it does sound pretty serious. Oh, where was I? Anyway. I give and take life for me to lie in the microphone, it wouldn't be right. I get it pop 
nothing when the weapons are louder. My hands the permanent smell of smoking gunpowder. From New England, but fuck that clam chowder. You can make it rain, but I'ma make it shower. Serve nothing but fish scale and rock powder. Hard body by the minute, hard body by the hour. Battle rhymes, a spoken word. The outcome, nigga, you two times heard. Belly of the beast, all the placenta. I'm the reason why mad niggas walk around with dentures. Hard body with a blue steel feel. Black gat called days, break copper around the field. Hard body turn you to cold body. Then I go to the bar, sip coke with Rob Bacardi. While my niggas in the back, gutting your body. Hard body, Joker. Krill's mania, BXTF. Follow the dawn's Ramada with song. Hard body, body, hard body. Guard body, the realest ever. Just act supreme if I bring the terror. Squeeze the method until it's no forever. Used to like the Glocks, but the chrome is better. <laughs> I'm just an old school cat with an old school cat. Did a fold you back? Them niggas get it poppin'. Shoulda told you that. Don't make me push the spine with your vocals at. <laughs> hard body. I mean you fucking with Coca. Arms in the sky when the dawn got the toaster. I blacks out like a G is a poster. Stretch niggas out like Rosa or coaster. Hard <laughs> You ain't even close, homie. Nigga betting millions on the horses and ponies. Everybody real with the odds is they phony. Bout to rape the game like Mike did to Sony. Hard yeah. body. Yeah. Hard body. My local cage official. Bring that shit. I got a dead arm like a yin yang twin. But today's bottle for the liquor from the bottle. It's an everyday thing. Here today, go tomorrow. Uh, when fame walks in, you feel the presence of a dawn. When I shoot the gift, it's the present from the crown. Yeah, I stress that. The last place you stand is the place you'll be left at. Respect you that. wave, niggas. Harder spitting image of a pawn. I'm a knight. Hard body like the niggas in the yard. You light. You niggas ain't about to cause harm to a bent Latin type rapper. Nigga with his clapper with a highly respected good nigga in the town. When you cheat up, set him down. He's up. We don't give a fuck. Shut him down. Big shugs with me dance. Niggas can't forget me hard body. Jamaican girls be eyeing a kid She weighed 275 She could've played the D-line 
for the bangles. We dance the tangle tango. I sing a jingle, now the beam is slammed like Kurt Angle. Curse out the window at a cunt to try to cut me off. I hit a window with a fried rice and duck sauce. It's photo, your doodle. Stash the acid in the asshole of a German poodle. Uh, sacrifice the motherfucking chicken. It's photo. Now I want you to set up right here. I want you behind the garbage. Where? Where? Man? Wait for my instructions. You understand me or not? Arrives about seven sharp Wear the dress and wear the wig Like one sink Then wait for my instructions If you listen We'll be skating through customs Eating muffins Tropical discussions You can see your reflection Up in my Dunkins Should I go nuts? And I'm not fat I'm only robust Crash the Jeep into your crib Until it blows up Uh, till it blows up Crash the Jeep into your crib Until it blows up uh, Motherfucker, till it blows up It's voodoo. Welcome back to Volume 75 of the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the tracks. Let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch, we have old podcast episodes, we have some videos, stuff like that. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player or player of choice for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So the first thing I wanted to talk about and kind of paint a picture of, if you will, is the WSL finals of the Longboard Tour. Now, the commissioner, Devin Howard, took over a couple of years ago, obviously started in, um, I believe in 2019, was the first event that he was in charge of, and 2020 started in February and had a great, amazing event in Noosa where Joel Tudor took first place for men's, and it looked like this was going to be the series that everybody in Longboard wanted. Now, I'm going to take a little side note here and say I absolutely hate really jockey competition. Even though I'm a sports fan, I just don't think of lawns and surfing. But if it's going to exist, let's make the best out of it and make the best version of it. And I think the WSL and Devin were well on their way for, to do that. And we got hit by a global pandemic, COVID, and it put everything on hold and everybody was trying to navigate how to do that and what's going to happen with the tour and the points and all that. And I think what Devin and the crew did is the best possible scenario they could where they had two events. They had one at the Surf Ranch and one at Malibu to decide the title and to hold over the points from the Noosa event because it wouldn't be fair to the people who traveled out there and did the work and so forth. So... They had the the Surf Ranch event, which, take it or leave it, um, there were parts of it that were kind of interesting, parts of it that people had complaints, nobody's going to win, but I thought it was a really good event. Honolulu probably caught the best wave that had ever been caught on a longboard there, which was amazing. And so here comes Malibu, and Malibu was the best place you could possibly have the finals at. It's it's really the mecca of longboard surfing. So I think what Devin and the crew did was really good. But enough of me talking about it. I got his perspective, a couple of other people's perspective on the event and hope you guys enjoy what they have to say. 
So I'm here with uh, the commission, Mr. Devin Howard at the WSL Longboard. What would we call this? The, the end of the tour? The finals? Yeah, it's like the championship event. Uh -huh. You know, we've, we have a total of three events. Mm -hmm. And we should have had one more event in New York, unfortunately, the, because of COVID and funding and all those boring reasons, we, we weren't able to pull it off. So we have three. And here at the event, we'll learn, um, probably not today, uh -huh. probably tomorrow, who the world champions are from women's and men's because it's pretty tight at the top on both on both yeah. sides which yeah. makes it interesting so it's not like it's a pull away you know yeah uh and part of that what makes it that close or you know that interesting is noosa was five thousand points okay and the points are based off of price first and a lot of other reasons and then we went this is a bigger event so we went higher with the points uh -huh. so there are people making up some serious ground even you know, people who didn't do very well in the first event at noosa or like like justin wasn't even there justin wasn't there yeah and um you know some people are asking well why would you carry the points from noosa which happened in um, february of 2020 yeah quite a long time ago yeah and at the time we didn't know when we went on pause because of covid we didn't know how long would it be before we could start again yeah so we said hey you invested in us you flew over there let's not just flush these points down the toilet that's fair i mean that's 100 percent valid and yeah fair. and and then now people are like well god it's been so long let's just get rid of them like yeah but we can't we already we can't go back on our word and no so, you have to honor the people that the work like you said they flew out they did the work they pl placed well or bad they still sure. put that investment in there exactly so Good. I mean, and that's good for Joel and for Kelis. Now, the thing that uh, is tricky is jumping to 10,000. It really changed things up quickly at the Cuervo Classic. So, Edouard not being, you know, I think he was sort of middle of the pack at Noosa by winning. I mean, he shot pretty far out. Yeah, he's like in second or third? No, Edouard's like commanding lead. Okay. And Harrison Roach is right on his heels. So, I think... Um, there's a lot of scenarios. Edward has to really win this event to to keep everyone away from him and to win the world title. Got it. Um, so as we progress, um, if Edward stays ahead of everybody, he's guaranteed to win the world title. If he loses out in the first round or two, he's out of the equation entirely. Got it. And then it really is looking like it's between, if that happens, the then we turn our eyes to Joel Tudor, and, and I'd say Harrison. Those are the people kind of close to each other. And right behind them, really close, is Kevin Skavarna, Taylor Jensen. Uh, yeah, and, Ke really and Kevin got ones. second at Noosa, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had like he, he had momentum yeah. then. And yeah, and Kevin Skavarna did he's done really well. He's always right there. And then on the women's side, there's a lot of really interesting things going on. With Honolua Blomfield, she got a 10 at the Cuervo Classic. Yeah. Um, it was really unexpected because Soleil Erico was by far, and everyone knows this, this is not controversial. I mean, no, she no. She was way out ahead of everybody. Yeah, she was ripping. I mean, she Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And she was. <laughs> but but what happened is Hano got probably the best wave that's ever been surfed on a logboard. It was there. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that was a real surprise. You know, I think even Honolulu was surprised. Yeah. You know, she said in her interview that she didn't think she could beat Soleil. She yeah. seemed unbeatable. So I think that's pretty fun. And let's not forget about Kelis, who won uh, Noosa. And you know, she did pretty good at the, at the ranch. But it's between those three, really. Yeah. But right in that conversation, like right there is Chloe Calmon, um, Adelon Gall, 
Um, there's one other name I'm forgetting about, but it's um, I think Elise Lemon. I think she might yeah. be ranked sixth. So it's that's all sort pretty of close. Field. Very, very close. So if you're into, you know, look, not everyone's into competition. It's yeah. not everyone's jam. And I even I always go back and forth, like in my head, you know, does does longboarding really need competition? Yeah. Like, is it isn't that kind of opposite of why? Well, why do we longboard? Well, just to get away from all that stuff, the rules and yeah. and all these things. And I. I always kind of look at it this way. I've looked to people in my life that I find inspiration in. You know, so I'll look to a video of Nat Young in 1966. That wasn't in a competition. That was in Ocean Beach. And there's, I can go on and on and on. So I think there's performance moments that really happen in this environment because human beings need a goal and they need to be, you know, to like aim towards something. And when you when you put it in a competition thing. It elevates the performance, and again, maybe no one really cares about that. I find that interesting. No, that's a, that's actually a good point because like that not, that not young wave and that that performance as an example, it's something all of us have like looked back on YouTube like a gazillion sure, times and stuff sure. like that. And if it wasn't for that contest, would that have happened? Yeah, maybe no one would be filming it or just yeah. But I mean, private. that's a good, that's a great point. And yeah. Hano's wave is another example. Like you look at that, like in a wave pool setting, like everybody can look back at that and if it yeah. wasn't for the contest situation that would have not happened yeah so i think it's an interesting thing if you're anti-contest in general you think it's kind of weird to take something like surfing that is let's face it it's more art than sport so like how do you quantify art how do you quantify something that's a performance um and i think you know it's not a perfect system but if, if you're open-minded and, and, and open to being sort of entertained by the best out there, I think you can enjoy a contest. And the cool thing about longboarders is they take it seriously, but not really. It's yeah, not, yeah. Like, you're, you are walking around here today. Yeah. It's not, no one's, like, staring each other no, down. No, no, everybody's chill. And they're getting, like, that's the beauty of this community, I think, in general, is that, like, everybody's, yeah. everybody surfs together, right? So that we know each other. And, like, even if you're from overseas, like, you know, Harry, as an example, like, we've all surfed together we like it's great to see each other you know i think i think the environment you guys are doing for this is really good and it also helps to put here's the other thing too is you know bringing it up is like the prize money and it puts money into people's pockets in a genre in a surfing genre that has no money that's very well, difficult to get money in you know versus sure. like most people here i remember one of the wsl contests the one that was in New York, one of the commentators was saying like, hey, in this contest, there's more people with college degrees than you'll ever find in any of the surfing thing. Just kind of accentuating the point that these people have other lives. And I think that's sure. kind of interesting. You know, this is not the thing. Yes, this is their passion and the main thing that defines them, but they also have other things they do. Sure. No, I, I don't think any of these surfers are really making a living off this. Maybe I could look to a few, maybe Joel Tudor. Maybe. Maybe Kelly Amon. Ponies, but you know they're doing other things just yeah. that they're not just competing you know, yeah they're doing other things to help their sponsors but i think you're right it's it's very casual and um you know you can come down to our event and sit next to these people and talk to them they're cool it's not pretty, like it's i mean there's le there's legends there there's yeah. legends <laughs> there i saw some yeah, legends <laughs> for sure <laughs> that weren't in the contest which is yeah. kind of cool and you know i think a lot of people are assuming that the beach is closed today the beach is open yeah um I don't know when this is airing, but if it airs before tomorrow for some reason, then come down and check it out. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool event. And luckily, the surf is showing up today. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah, and we knew when we did this that we we're going to be building. We're building toward a really good day tomorrow. So we're, you know, we're only losing, you know, in the in the men's rounds today. We're only going to lose two surfers from the whole day. 
going to get a little more interesting in the women's because they're going to go into round three. And that's where we're going to start seeing people get knocked out. We'll know at the end of the day what the world title situation is. So that'll be really cool to check out. Awesome. Um, So uh, one question I have outside of COVID, um, you know, what has been your greatest challenge being the commissioner for the longboard tour? Mm, What is the greatest commitment? I mean, I don't know if there's been one other than just waiting for things to get going. I think uh, maybe the biggest challenge is we had open field. So the previous events had a huge field. They were called opens, which allowed really anybody to come down and have a shot at it, which is how surf contests used to be in the old days. You come down, you pay money, you get in. You could come out of nowhere. No one's ever heard of you. And you could be in the final. We ran that style for a while. Then with COVID, we lost New York, and then we had an opportunity to go to the wave pool. We were forced to reduce the field dramatically. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. It was huge cut down. And that was a little tough for people because they weren't expect. nobody was, I wasn't, expecting such an abrupt direction change. So we went from this, you know, 72 surfers, both genders, a lot yeah. of surfers down to 18. And a lot of people were not happy with that, obviously. If you're yeah. number 21 or something, that kind of sucks. Yeah. So um, I'd say that was the hardest thing. And now the hardest thing to do going forward is developing a qualification system. So if you're interested in getting on, well, how the hell do I get on there? And that's what we're doing now. We're reaching out to events around the world and, and asking, like, hey, would you like to be part of this qualification oh, that's a good idea. I like system that. that we're working on? Because these surfers can't afford to go to a bunch of events. But we're toying with the idea of, uh, it's hypothetical, this is not official in any yeah, yeah. shape or form, but you know, for example, if there's 10 events in the world that are on the schedule, hey, look, these are part of it. You can pick any uh, two or three you want. We haven't decided on that number. We're just kind of waiting for some feedback. Uh-huh. If you're really committed, you'll go to those two or three, whatever we end up going, and and you'll have your shot at getting on. You know, we'll have 18 surfers, we're toying with the idea of eight to ten surfers that drop off at the end of the year. Eight or uh, eight or ten stay on, automatically requalify for the following year. Almost how the CT does it in a way. Very similar. Yeah. And so we're the same size as the women's CT, so we can take a page out of their book oh. in terms of how you organize things. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that that actually makes a lot of sense then. Okay. Yeah. So it's the examples are there of what works, what doesn't work, and then really that that's the next part is doing this quickly because there's a lot of surfers around the world messaging me saying like hey how do I get on like there's no there's no clear path yeah and I think that's the biggest challenge is being caught a little uh, flat-footed on that because this isn't my full-time job this right. is something I do as it's really like uh, moonlighting extracurricular activity where I, I do have other things that are the passion main. project to the extreme it is yeah <laughs> you know and it's it, it isn't an opportunity like why did I do it? I have a lot of things going on. And is uh, if, if I could, look, the WSL wanted to do this. This is not my idea. I think yeah. you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. I didn't come up with this idea. Yeah. They just saw where longboarding's at and that they wanted to go this direction that we've been doing that we've talked about for the last few years. Yeah, yeah. And they, they needed someone to just kind of get everyone together. And I think I've done an okay job at at <laughs> least pulling 
a lot of people together with different points of view yeah um and saying hey this is the vision they have let's do it we're all good surfers i mean we're just talking about traditional longboard surfing it's beautiful yeah i love it that's what i like to do every day if you like it come on no, get no. on board and i, I mean that's good i mean so I, I think there was a big sea change when you took over because um, at least from my perspective this is how i can relate to it is that it's someone people are looking up to you and they're kind of like hey first of all this is someone that could probably win this whole thing let's start there <laughs> um nice. <laughs> and then it's someone who everyone respects and i think that's the thing when you do, do deal with any organization you want everybody to be like okay that person sure. i trust them and and, yeah. and so i think with the changes look we're in the middle of something crazy right now and it's you guys have done the best you could um and i think where it's going is is amazing you know everyone i've talked to on the beach you know they're very excited about being here and like seeing you know what's next year like sure. like what's going to be that i think the qualification system thing is really cool because you do have these people as you know from surfing all over the world as you have there's these randos right these random kids and like men and women that like outer banks florida like somewhere in china that like are amazing sure. that no one knows about and sure. if you give them that opportunity it helps them to elevate absolutely their thing yeah so, so that's the and the idea will be we're trying to do this sort of the middle the end of summer for the sort of quote-unquote tour events and if we could have qualification the first six months of the year the idea is that you can qualify and get on the tour in the same year and then right when the tour is over, you're back in the loop if you fall off to, to have another so shot to get back in there. Gives you that opportunity. And not wait a whole other year, which I think is a lot of lost time. And as I can assure you, life flies by quickly. So we, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have these youngsters have their opportunities to get in front of us. And, I, you know, look, I'm getting a lot of feedback. And even people who don't really give two shits about competition... Uh-huh. Like, hey, it's kind of cool. I kind of dig it. Like it's this weird. guy here that you're talking yeah. to. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, no. I get it. It's not for everybody. No, but this is cool. But here's the thing. It's like, like, it's different. Like, I've been to like, how I've been to like a lot of CT events and stuff like that. And it's a totally different beast. This is like, everyone's just relaxed. They're surfing yeah. the place they love to surf. CT is more sport. And I, I, look, if you like that, it's awesome. You know, yeah. if, if you're like a sports-minded person that's really where that thing is gone yeah and if you're not you just aren't it you're just not going to watch it you know? that's all and it'll be interesting to see like what the rebound is of covid because i know a lot of people who said you know i just stopped watching the wsl totally because i just it just covid just changed things for me like there were no events for a long time and i realized i don't need this yeah and now they're just doing other stuff you know doing stuff with their kids or so it's like oh, getting them back i mean that's, yeah, yeah that's, and, and the cool thing that not it's not a sales pitch but the cool thing about longboard it's not a huge commitment like no. to be a fan of this we're taking a few events a year you know so it's kind of cool it's not like what so like all the, the full disclo- crown it's like full disclosure i'm an f1 fan so I get up early and I watch races yeah. and there's 20 something races. That's work. Yes. There's a, there's a commitment in knowing what the hell is going on. This is like you said, it's a very much a casual viewer. Like, Hey, let's, I mean, that was what was kind of nice about the wave pool that I was a little skeptical. Cause I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be like 15 minutes between each wave, whatever, blah, blah. And then sure. you guys were able to drop it to four, put enough packages in there that made it entertaining. So that like me as like, even if I wasn't a surfer, like it was on and my wife was home and she's not a surfer. And she was like, she sat down and watched a little of it. And then like went on and did her other sure. things. So. I mean, I think it's good. I think the job you're doing is great. I think longboarding needs it. I think everyone's happy. And thanks for having us down here. Hey, you know, everyone's happy until they lose. <laughs> and then, or shitty ways. And then you suck. And then, <laughs> and then, like, the next day I see them and they're happy again. So I'm like, hey, go to the after party. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for coming down and supporting us. And 
anybody who's listening, uh, if you have feedback or ideas, I, I read the messages usually, most of the time. <laughs> if you want to send some ideas, I'll, I'll check them out. And we're stoked. Let's see what we do next year. Awesome. Thank you, Devin. Thank you. Here with Kira Seal, and you had your first heat at the WSL. I guess, what would this be considered the finals? Uh, our last stop on tour. Last stop on tour. Nope. So, how are the conditions this morning? Sadly, it was like at least 12 minutes of flat during my heat. Oh no. <laughs> hey! No, sorry. Oh, it's alright. He sees that dog. Oh no, it's a dog battle. <laughs> there we go. Um, so how has the tour been for you in general? Well, we only got to surf the wave ranch. Yeah, how'd you like that? Um, it was amazing, but it's hard when you only get two practice. <laughs> Look at this wave out the back though. Who's on this one? It's white. I think that's Kiani Kanal. Oh. What a beautiful Look wave. at that. That is like a perfect boo peeler. Oh. Oh, come on, get in front of it. Get. That's the only thing. Sometimes that inside just like creeps up real quick. It's really tricky out here today. Because they're all starting from there. Yeah. That was, look at that wave though. It's still filling. So you think you're going to do this again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Round awesome. three. There we go. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you. Here with uh, Mr. Harry Roach. Um, when are you surfing? Uh, I'm on at 10 this morning. 10 o'clock? Yeah. Um, and for you, this contest, obviously you flew out here, you're staying out here for a little while, you did the wave pool. What, are you hoping to take this thing home? <laughs> yeah, man, I suppose you don't really enter into events like hoping to get second or, or last for that matter. So yeah, that's what I'm here to do. What do you think is going to be the trick to you surfing uh, your heat well today? Because the conditions are a little funky. Uh, yeah, the conditions are funky, but you know, there's been surfing a lot worse. I think it's just about doing the same thing I always go out and do and I've got confidence that That'll be enough to get through that some of these early rounds. Hopefully, tomorrow uh, we start seeing a few more waves and yeah, the swell's supposed to pick up a little bit more interesting. So, um, what board are you riding? I'm actually riding a Jai Lee model nose rider oh, by cool. Thomas Beckson. Yeah, so Jai is one of the best to ever do it, and uh, it my boards tend to be for a bit better waves, you know, like and uh, Jai's has got a nice flat bottom and pretty like user-friendly rails so it just helps when there's not a lot of swell to like sit high on the wave face and my normal board would sit low on the water and it makes it difficult when there's no power out there like right now but hopefully tomorrow i can get back on the red one so you brought a couple of boards with you obviously yeah, i brought two boards yeah okay yeah awesome and uh what's been your favorite part about this wsl experience Look, I just think, um, for one, it's a meaningful like event because it's the WSL and it's a world title. So whenever there's a world title on the line, that's meaningful for surfing. Um, Five, I also four, think it's cool that three, uh, they're two, holding out two one. fantastic locations, uh, being the Surf Ranch, which, while I don't know what it's like, it's entertaining to watch from a spectator's uh, perspective. It's bloody good to surf and it like <laughs> I mean you had some crazy waves there brings out the best like surfing you know like and Malibu of course like this is the home of uh, home of longboarding really so yeah. Um, yeah that's that's really exciting and fun yeah well it looks like it'll be fun um, there's good. a set rolling through right, right now well good. I mean that's the that's the, the, the kind of goofiness of Malibu right started. it like looks like there's no waves and then all of a sudden something rolls in yeah. like that looks pretty sick actually yeah. Oh, oh, get it. Oh, oh. 
Come on. <laughs> well, thanks for sitting down with us. Good luck. Hopefully you'll bring a title home. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I'm here with uh, Kai Takayama. You are first alternate, is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> so what, so that means that basically someone has to either like what, get deported? <laughs> Somebody's got to break their leg, <laughs> fall off a building. <laughs> no, my, my best chance is COVID. Because what, COVID. COVID is my best friend right now. Um, what do you, so how many people are made the cut for this? It's like 32, 16? Uh, 18 men, 18 women. 18 men, 18 yeah. women. So you've surfed this wave obviously a lot. What's the best advice you have for someone to surf this wave without giving too many secrets or illustrations or drawings? Yes. Uh, let me think about that one because I just erased all my secrets. I know, I know. Sand. This is this is post Kai drawing this beautiful map that like I did not take a picture purposely. That's his secret. <laughs> He's worked on that for like how to surf uh, this this break. Actually, uh, I will give a genuine tip because I feel embarrassed for some people sometimes <laughs> literally dead honestly like it's hard to watch when people take off on a really good set and the first thing they do is top turn and go to the nose it makes me want to throw up because midway through the wave they don't make the most simple section to make <laughs> they've just slowed themselves down on. too much as dorky as it sounds the second you take off scratching into it sideways all you need is one speedy mid-face bottom turn in a pump, you know? And you're set. Get your speed and make it. Wave's not over till you hit the sand, you know? You gotta surf it all the way. It's just not hard to surf it outside all the way in if you know what you're doing. But I can't really blame some people because no. some people have only surfed Malibu twice. Yeah, and this I've surfed it a million times. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've been here a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna try to get back on this tour next year? Absolutely, yeah. The way that they pulled it this year was a little uh, funny, but I don't blame anybody, you know, just No, COVID they did what is, they could do, yeah. Yeah, COVID's a little bit heavy. I got to do the pool because of, uh, somebody had some visa problems and stuff, but wish I could do this one, but everybody's here, it seems like, but I still got my fingers crossed. You're Probably hoping. won't happen. No, you're ready, you're ready. I'm not too bummed. Yeah. <laughs> do you have, did they say when, uh, what's going to happen next year or did they mention anything? Not yet. I'm sure there'll be some qualifying things. I, I just want to be on, I'm, I'm 13th in the world right now. I'm actually ahead of like five people that are in the event. Uh huh. But, uh, still I'm first alternate based off of who they pulled. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully you'll be in it. Hopefully oh, yeah. someone, I mean, I don't want to wish harm on anyone, but no. to be honest, I'd rather see you surf than some of these other people, I'll be let's, honest. Let's not name names. No, let's not name <laughs> names. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, chatting with us for oh, a little dude, bit. Oh, absolutely. I'm here with uh, Tosh Tudor at the WSL contest. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So um, your dad's surfing a little bit, huh? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's out here in a little bit. Um, I'm here. I just came up to be emotional support and <laughs> kind of account for him and just make sure he's in the right headspace and doing the right thing. But uh, and make sure he makes his eats. He's all about those midday naps. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he uh, just hopefully he does well. Everyone's surfing really well. But yeah, it's starting to get a little bit better. Um, you're thinking about doing this next year? Yeah, next year hopefully I I'd like to. I, I think they're gonna do something qualifying wise. So I. Oh really? Yeah, I I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, don't but that's that, no, but, but that's kind of the rumor. Yeah, it's it's a, it's something I've heard is that they're gonna um, do a qualifying thing. So I I'm sure I'd like to try it out and we'll see how it goes. But I mean, it'd probably be fun. I mean. It'd, 
my guess would be that if they're doing qualifying stuff, they're gonna probably do it at some fun spots. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. I mean, that'd be that'd be great. I feel like anything's pretty fun if you're logging. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of its. And what a better place to end than but Malibu, right? Huh? With like, you couldn't pick a better place to end a tour yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I'm hoping they do that next time around too. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, it's a good place to end it. It's basically like the the center for logging, in my opinion. This and Noosa? This and Noosa, but not, Noosa's more like, like a little paradise area. Malibu's more like, you know, it's all of your best friends will surf in like, yeah. good ways. Well, it depends on, <laughs> depends on the situation. Might yeah. not, you might not want them to be your best friends, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's a little uh, rough and rugged. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a cool spot where everyone can meet and it's just a, it's a great wave. Now you've been to a couple. You went. You went to the wave pool one too, right? I didn't go to the wave pool one. Oh, I thought um, you went. I didn't really want to sit there and watch perfect waves roll through all day <laughs> and, and be able like, to surf. "Damn, I can't surf that." Uh, so, so this I, is a little bit better because they're not so perfect. You're like, whatever. No, yeah, definitely. It's also just like I get to surf in the mornings here, and I, I get waves instead of like. Also, oh, you surf this morning early. Yeah, yeah, I surf this morning. Oh, okay. So you're gonna do the same thing tomorrow. Yeah, same thing tomorrow. I'm gonna surf somewhere. Plenty as well. If there was a place you would want there to be a WSL longboard stop, like your your top place outside of what they're doing now, where would it be? Cardiff. Cardiff. <laughs> you want it to be home. Yeah. You're like, just put it in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Cardiff. I mean, no. Actually, maybe not, but... It would Cardiff, be a fun... Cardiff would be what I would have most fun surfing yeah. in an event, but if I was like... Like, where could they put it? Like, where could I serve a heat with only four other people out? Because that's the thing that a lot of people neglect to understand about the contest, why a lot of people enter them. It's like, it gives you that opportunity. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, Malibu's definitely one of those places. Yeah. Noosa is always a good spot to surf alone. But Noosa, honestly, the crowds, I've never thought the crowds were too bad there. It's not like here. Yeah, not like here. I mean, I always tell people, it's like, you'll spend like an hour here to get that one set wave. And if you do that, be happy and go home. Be happy and go home, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know where I would is uh, Bulls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Bulls. If they had a contest there, that would be pretty sick. That would probably be the best place to do it in Hawaii, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I never even thought of that. That actually would be pretty Bulls good. Bulls would be so, so sick. Oh, 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 get low. Kevin's getting low. Awesome. Well, hopefully we'll see you on the tour next year. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks to Devin and the whole WSL crew for having us out there. I think it's a big challenge what him and the WSL have to do with the World Longboard Tour because they have to balance what existed previously and the competition that existed previously. And look, there's a whole group of people that basically paid their bills off of this uh, competitive side of longboarding for years that most of us would not necessarily watch and edit from. You know, I think most of those competitors in the top 10 that used to enter those contests, I don't think I ever sat down and really had any interest in watching them free surf. You know, it just, it just wasn't my thing. And there's a balance of making sure those people are taken care of and that it transitions into more of the longboard world that most of us are accustomed to. And I think he's doing a, as good a job as you possibly can you know there's not there's always going to be missteps and there's always hard things to do and this is not a perfect science but i think what he did was pretty incredible i also think who winded up winning the world title it couldn't be scripted any better you know you had the Honolulu who won the world championship her third time she's the youngest three-time surfing champion and then you had obviously joel tudor on the other end who won his third title and he's the oldest uh, world champion to have ever won. 
And I think that's really amazing to kind of see what has transpired and what went down. Obviously, it's it's a tough thing because, you know, it's competition doesn't necessarily mean who's the best surfer in the world. And also, I think who's the best surfer in the world is very much based on opinion and the kind of surfing you like. You know, some people might be more into one kind of longboarding than the other. And and that happens to be me as well. I, I tend to gravitate towards one kind of style more than other. But I think who winded up competing and winning was a good example of the range of longboarding. If you saw the final event, for as little people as they could have at it, which Devin has explained, uh, they really showed the breadth of like what longboarding is in a competitive environment. And I think you can have things like the WSL exist in its lane, and you can have things like the duct tape, and you can have the things like the club contest, and they all exist in their own lanes. But what they fundamentally do as a whole is they really contribute to the culture and showcase some of the best longboarding. And you could go to a WSL event and you could go to a duct tape and you could go to something like the hot dogger and you can see three totally different examples of competitive longboarding and styles. And I think that's great. So I gotta say congrats to the winners. I gotta say congrats to WSL, which I hate saying, but I will say. And I have to say congrats to Devin for really taking this thing on and in his spare time and for the love of it and having everybody come on board and i can't to be honest i'm i can't wait to see what 2022 looks like i can't wait to see what that tour looks like i think it's going to be amazing i think the qualification series is a great way to get some new blood in there and so you don't see the same old same olds and i think the way it ended this year you couldn't have scripted it better but enough of that i want to get back to some tracks i want to have some fun I want to wind up talking to some more people. So sit back, relax, take a listen to these tracks, and we'll be back with the Sea Witches crew. Peace. Stop meddling. Yo. Guilty Simpson. Let's go. I'm a fugitive, running from my past. How long will freedom last? I'm swinging up as a brass. Motivated hustle for cash. I'm puffing the hash. Leave a rapper on the ground with his jugular slash. <laughs> and laugh at him. It's humorous. A lot of MCs got one style. Me, I got numerous. I stand out so nobody's confusing us. I'm way better. Cold winners, beige leathers, black pistols, red eyes, blue jeans, white widow, caked up, new green. Travel across borders, across water. Being short on my cash flow is a tall order. Your style shallow like fountains where they toss quarters. Wishing the way to be the pick of the day. When motherfuckers would care to hear the shit to say. On show day, you couldn't get the tickets away. Loser. Step through the door, sharper than a blade from a moor. Success, you more like the picture before. What a mess, I ain't got a brag when I double cash. Come easy like a breezy with a trouble pass. 
steal by popular demand. Return like a shirt when you wore with the tag. Still found in the CUT. I slow tie, oh no SUV. CA to the D. What up? Talk shit, the shoot fit, equip. Get your tongue, shoot string down. Stay soundless, I crack jaws. You lock doors, we break through the boards in the drywall. Bop form, we the highlight. You an extra catch shape on the spotlight. Right, no pressure, respect, just the best to headline the bill like rent from your next check. MED. Classics made for the masses, boom bap rap shit, BDP master, HG rapping, Kane they was rashing, something like Nazin, yeah young classics, call me old fashioned, but I don't agree with Vibe magazine or they bullshit rapless, Lil James Brown, Mike Jackson, Curtis Mayfield, the dramatics, I'm an addict for picking up waxing, DJ scratching, crossway backspin, MOP mashing, old dirty bastard, Cypress Hill, time time for some action, cry long blasting, slim ones, fat ones, just everlasting, graffiti on the tracks and laughing, when the cops took away the cans, they threw some shiny bracelets on my hands, Biggie was the man, pun was the best, dealers underrated for tribe called Quest, the beast with the shit, straight Illmatic, Terman Rex, we was raised off classics. I was born to the beat of wild style. Took my first steps and runs house. Cuban, the niggas had the guns out. Raised on the classics, a poor ghetto bastard. Lacing up the Thames, no sun out. Graduated class on eight of tongues. I was young with a gift. Needed love like James Carl Smith. Stole a kiss from Miss Bonita Apple Bum. Sipping rum to drink. Away the pain with the mob and them before 50. Showing how to rob them. I was robbing one time for your mind. One time hating on the shine. The pox and the grind of the bootleg CDs. Purple tape circulate. New EB, Onyco Slang. I chronicle game, document change. A king, rhythmic, eternal, supreme, a dream. Deliver when you listen intent to DB Rex and ologies. I see the artistry's heart is a part of me. Classic raised.
between tars and bars. My range is to the farthest star. I should be driving a Martian car. Lift up, then I'll park in Mars. Come down, then pick up some whores and bars. In the clubs, in the clubs, they charge. Plus I'm drunk, who the homie in charge? I'm at the door, we barge and charged up like battery parts. And I'm amped, so the rally can start. Energize, shot, paddle your heart. And knock his down, give him some thought. We build him up and then tear him apart. And lift it up, all overseas, playing the part. Laying the art, chasing the charts. Saving the yards, with dangerous darts. I raided the art, stayed in the dark. And when the anger's involved, I'm angry at y'all. The anger's stuck inside of my skull. I'm stuck in the cool, I'm cooler than ice. I'm hotter than fire igniting inside of dynamite. On the mic. Gorilla bars, feet stomp like an animal. Turn the sidewalk concave, I'll eat a manual. Panorama camera view, see it like mechanics do. Eyes up under your hood, my neighbor's scanning you. Life is 3D, don't need it on my TV. Still whistle like Tweety when we see the LAPD. Rock and shit, y'all been warned. That's my brother for life, I share the crown of thorns. Every town gets torn, hold torch and worn. Riot squads and firemen, I am on tour. In the village, beauty lies in the slum. Basically, I keep it basic, bass and drums. I'm tight laced cause the race ain't up. Game facing ain't wasting bucks. The bird handler ain't chasing ducks. Yeah, we crunch numbers like it's demolition. And when we done, I got a hunch, not a penny's missing. Keep it real, last Gang greenery, bang easily. Gang bang scenery, top of the line, supremacy. The cream crop, things pop, press button, machine chop. All you see is a submarine top going under, spit hellfire and blow thunder. No gunner busts what these bums thrown under. I go dumber, chop up the lumber, so take a number. Funky drum on my brain, summer to summer. Stupid, this a high caliber exclusive. Go ahead and try to step in my valley, see if the shoe fits. I rip and I rhyme, I rhyme and I rip. King Kong climbing, I flip, jump off the tip. Need I say more? Breathing down your neck like Rudy Ray Moore. Communicator, give the people what they paid for. Mafioso flow, what I was made for. <laughs> Let's get it in, 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 get it in. I'ma set it off, I'ma set it off. 
Monotony is not me. I'm too hot. The laundry get to know me. Hip hop's my hot, my Gandhi confidently. Do it so nonchalantly. In reality, the threats gotta rep like Gandhi. Old school. Check it. A black and blondie. Respect her. You better ask your uncle and aunties how we ballerina on them when we meet them on the corner with Adidas and diplomas on them. Seeing yo, it's over when the screen rolls. Photographic with Primo. With cats that been sitting back waiting to steamroll. A G still feeling MC's flow. A mean look really doesn't matter to me though. A sweet hook gotta make it look like Kareem's throat. The dream took 13 years for the single, but now it's official. Proponents fear steering the road, and nobody is getting in without security codes. I'm a cold. Grab the mic, I'll show you how to do it right. The, the, the way I get down, the way I sound. This, 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 this is hip hop. Back, y'all. We sat back, analyzed without participation. These white cats fantasize about the situation. Patient as if we were waiting for visitation. Blatant and perpetrating, collaborating with Satan. We're conversating, anticipating without incriminating the blame. We're feeling the pain. It's like to discriminate in the name. That's why it's such a damn shame. We rep the time frame when it originally came. For the two props, back to suede boomers and tube socks. Graffiti riders rocking trains, scoping the rooftops. Blasphemy, raps like gas cross catastrophe. Verbal threat. Connects like Heathy Ian Wax Master C From the Queen's blocks, epidemics rolling up on us We represented in front of bodegas up on the corners Mentality set, money to salary scap Rebel threat and DJ commit the reality check Grab the mic, I'll show you how to do it right <laughs> The way I get down, the way I sound This, this, this is hip-hop Take it, take it, take it back I had to pull them straight, do them like in second grade Sit them down and try to school them while the record plays I went over math and then I read my resume By the time I finished class in the 11th grade I was raised by sideways hats, blacks and parks By the place they filmed Baywatch with Hasselhoff Days were thugged out, cats laughed you off If a rapper slash actor's raps are soft I was fueled by the old school writers that got busy Rocking pieces on the handball court New York City, a lot of beef crews roll with bats and mace. If that's the case, cats raise the gats from waste. Chase by Jake, stepped out the fire escape. Raising heart rates, verbally killing every bar break. Reality checks, verbal threats, originality. Wishing to change up the game, not for the salary. Grab the mic, I'll show you how to do it right. The way I get down, the way I sound. This is hip hop. Volume 75 of the Bodega Porter Crew. Hope you guys been digging the tracks, the little spiel, little coverage of the WSL event and everything that we've been doing. Uh, but let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. It's the best way to support us. It's the best way for you to get some cool merch like t-shirts, towels, hats, stickers. We're always adding stuff. So make sure to check back frequently. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and things that we're talking about. Right now, we're going to sit down with the fine folks of Sea Witches. Sea Witches is an amazing zine 
one of those independent surf publications that I think it's really vital for us to support as they support and grow the community um, in telling stories that a lot of people don't know about. And I think that's the best way to grow the culture. So without further ado, here's a little sit down I had with the crew. What are your names and uh, where are you guys from? I'm Margaret Seeley. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. You are, my wife's from Cleveland. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> Where'd um, you go to high school? I went to Rock River High School. Okay, she went to uh, HB Hathaway Brown. I don't know. I know Hathaway Brown. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Small. They form. had uniforms. I think yeah. their uni they kind of had like Girl Scout looking yeah, uniforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty cute. <laughs> pretty oh my gosh, Small World. Small World. Love that. Uh, yeah, that's me. What about you? Uh, I am Anna Bigalski. I'm originally from Philadelphia. And so you guys, uh, your project, Sea uh, Witches, how did that start? Um, I started a project called The Other Side of Surfing okay. in 2013. Okay. It was a panel discussion with uh, four women in the surf industry. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was uh, Ashley Lloyd, who's a shaper in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. Bianca Valenti is a big wave surfer. Julie Cox, rad longboarder, um, and is now the owner of Traveler Surf Club. Okay. They have spots up and down the coast. I'm obsessed. Tiffany Campbell was the fourth panelist. Okay who made uh, such amazing films as Deer and Yonder uh -huh. and um, Getting Nowhere Faster, Faster which is um, like two of my favorite films of all time. Um, so that event happened and afterwards a bunch of people reached out in various like email, different channels saying when's the next event, um, what can I do to help, um, I'm a surfer who's going through gender reassignment surgery, do you have any resources that you could oh, point me to? So a whole range of just need, you know, and I would come away from those conversations being like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> Not sure I'm the person to, to be like trying to make this, but it seems like it, yeah, people were really just hungry for more. Okay. And again, that was 2013. So it okay. was before just so much great content now and, and publications. Mm -hmm. And then so in... I did more events. I hosted a Japanese skate film. Oh, cool. Um, in San Francisco. Oh, that's awesome. December of 2013, and it was a fundraiser for Skate Like a Girl, one of my favorite orgs in the Bay Area. And then, um, fast forward 2015, uh, yeah, just me and some friends were like, let's make a publication. We were really inspired by the Skate Witches. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Love them. Yeah. And, and uh, just skateboarding in general for me has always been an inspiration because I love the way that they didn't kind of wait around for the mainstream no. and thrasher and shit to call them. They were like, yeah, no, we're just going to make our own thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that comes also from, because that's the world I come from originally. So that comes, I think a lot of that comes from like, if you think about like skating spots, like you're not going to wait for a spot to be perfect. You're going to go to Home Depot and buy Bondo and make it perfect. Like, you're just like, I'm not going to wait for a skate park to open. I mean, that's how we were on the East Coast. We're like, no, no, we'll figure this out on our own. We'll build our own ramps. We don't need that. So I think there's that, it's ingrained in you more than surfing. Like surfing, it's like you're going to a spot. You're not inventing a spot, right? You know, and it's like, this is, so you'll get a lot of that. Um, and I think it helps with the progression. Yeah. And then Anna, you were talking a little bit about kind of the culture and like also what was lacking in like, um, women's surf culture. Yeah, I think growing up surfing on the East Coast, there was just like such a lack. Like, I think almost every woman that I grew up surfing with quit 
by the time they hit high school because they oh, were just so intimidated by a lot of like like that super jockey kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. attitude of people that you know like I, I have a, a handful of friends that I've surfed with my whole life that are women yeah. um, but not many um, and most of them don't surf anymore and just dropped it after a while and I so I was always kind of like searching for that community and searching for I mean because you know for a lot of times like I was the only woman in the lineup at my, at my local spot right and it was like I can't I can't be the only one like this is absurd yeah and uh, I remember going to the uh, the see which is like first issue release party and it blew me away it was like the energy in this room is absolutely wild and this is the kind of stuff that I've dreamed of since I was like 12 years old mm-hmm. and it I it just like fed something that was like so deeply seated yeah. in in like my consciousness from the time I was a kid that like I always knew it should exist but I think there's also kind of that like capitalistic mindset of like if it doesn't already exist it means there's not a market for it and if there isn't a market for it nobody's going to want to pay for it so why are you wasting your time yeah um and that has kind of been the message and really like in kind of taking back like you know like exactly like you said with like skating it's like it's not gonna, you can't wait around for somebody to offer you yeah. an opportunity. You yeah. have to make it. And that's why I was blown away by Sea Witches, because I was just like, this is, this is rad. This is, there's a lot of really cool people in the room here, and I would be friends with all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I, I think for a lot of people too, you were talking about how people wind up quitting. Uh, a lot of women have, have wind up quitting that you know. I think it's representation too. It's like, you know, going back to something you were saying off, off mic that, if you don't, if there's people, if the surf industry is only showing this side of female surfing and you don't fit into that, like, you can't help but think that maybe it's not for you. Like, you know, it sucks, but that it's it, it, that's the message it's giving out there, which really sucks. So it's great to have people like like you do that where you basically are like, no, there's, you know, there's all different kinds of people involved. You know, I talk to Worm about this all the time, like how she's like, she's like, you know, nobody looked like me who when I surf like who was surfing and I just had to make a decision be like I don't fucking care mm-hmm. but that's not an easy thing for a lot of people to do you know in today's society so. and I don't think you hear a lot of those stories yeah and I think people need to hear more of them you know you, you and, and because it does some there there could be some little girl who's attracted to it and she's like she doesn't fit in at school and, and and she loves the ocean and she's like into it and then like when she reads a story like that she's like wait this is this is my home like that's where I can find like some kind of like belonging you know mm-hmm. um, which is a very natural human thing to, to want I'm gonna jump on you just said belonging in the last issue issue six there's a story called like we all belong uh-huh. and it profiles a photographer in Santa Cruz who's like she will intentionally like turn her camera off when the pros are out and she's focusing on people having fun people who are different colors people who are surfing differently or you know just being in the water and sea witches is not actually exclusively a surf magazine it's a zine for water people i'll see that's cool so it's always been just really open um and so i think too especially right now like chelsea woody getting a sponsorship from vans yeah it's like a black surfer that's that's huge um and I think the other thing I think about lately, and I think during the pandemic and the, with the George Floyd and and everything, um, being authentic in always being intentional about creating space yeah. for diverse stories. Um, and I, I think like the ways that social action can become a trend really freaks me out. 
Yeah, like, wasn't there, like, <laughs> wasn't there some, like, reality show they were trying to do? Did you hear about this shit? I don't know. They were trying to do this reality show that, like, Pharrell was, like, the, the, the host, and it was going to be, like, who's the better social activist? And everybody's oh, like, wow. No. Oh, I, I did like, not hear about that. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's like, they had it. They were like, zip it. No, no, no. And they're changing the whole show. No, it's going to be this totally reality show. Like, like, let's see your, like, Instagram campaign. It's like, what the Oh, how many followers do you have? Yeah, yeah, what yeah your, like, what's like, your plan like, for this? Like, it was like totally like they were ma- dangling they were, a bag of they money were to like make chopped. people. They were like they were like basically turning into being socially active into like an episode of Chopped. Like, hey, guess what's in your social activist like <laughs> basket this time? Oh my <laughs> like, God. You have to stand up for these people at this place. What are you gonna do? You have an hour. <laughs> like it's like what? hideous. Like why do wow. you think that's like a good idea? And I agree with you because it has like you know, you you see it all the time because obviously corporations, whether they're getting involved in it for the right or wrong reasons, it, it is a trend thing. It's a way to capitalize on the audience. People are. I think in general people are more empathetic and it's an easy way to like, you know, like to, to tap into marginalized people if you're like a, a corporation, right? You can be like, hey, look, we're donating X amount to this. And you're like, oh, I feel good about buying that product that's actually ruining the rainforest, but let's give money to these people. You know, so, and then like on the other thing, it does become trendy, like influencers and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, even just looking at like Pride this year, yeah. um, you know, Quicksilver had that huge push. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it kind of blew me away, but like in a, in a, did it, did it rub you in the wrong way? Because for me, it did kind yeah. of like, I was like, where have you guys been before June of 2021? Exactly. Well, I mean, that, and that's kind of how it's always been, but especially with something like Quicksilver, like I know a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't know like the inner workings of all of this, but um, you know, there's, there's always the idea of like free labor from marginalized groups. Yeah. And I, I submitted a pitch um, for, you know, one of the, the commercials that they were going to be doing. Um, and when I asked when I asked the person who was like coordinating it, not on the Quicksilver side, but with the group that was kind of coordinating it, and I asked what the pay was, and they said they weren't really sure or able to provide anything. I was like, oh, so what? Yeah. <laughs> but y'all want to have a whole Pride campaign, and then you know, of course, once it hits, you know, the clock strikes midnight on July first, and everybody's like, all right, we're done. Uh, we're like, done. We're, wrap we're, it up. Yeah, yeah. Like change the logo back on social media. We're straight again. Yeah. That I I have to say. The, the month of acknowledgement of a human demographic in the world like is like the most offensive thing <laughs> imaginable. Yeah. Like talk about being like, yeah, you're not, you, you are the other. Like Women's History Month, Black History Month, like Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day. Like how... How could you be more explicit about being like, great, so like, one could argue, like, straight white men get the rest of the year. Yeah, no. And you get that month. Yeah. Like, there you go. It's definitely, it is like the definition of like ticking a box where you're just like, all right, cool, like wrapped up that promo, what's next? It's Uh, wild. I mean, like what you said about the the, the corporation, like, okay, change our logo back, like. Oh, I was, I was exhausted by this Pride Month, by June 2nd. I was like, oh my God, like, can we get back to, can we make it a, like. Can we make it a socially unacceptable party again? Yeah. Like I really, I'm so, I'm so tired. I just want to go and drink in the park with my friends yeah, and like go to go to weird dance parties. Like, yeah. why is this? I don't want to walk into Target with like Yath Queen. Like, yeah. oh Jesus! I mean, I think that's the thing: is authenticity and 
it's something that strikes a chord with surfing and most of these kind of niche like board sports, if you will. I, I hate using board, board sports. <laughs> Extreme sports. It's you know, so like, like Dan, <laughs> Dan Cortez and like shit like that. Like I, I, I can't. Um, but you know, it's definitely like authenticity is something that like is really important. And I think you know, if you're going to help marginalized people, it can't be something that, like you said, you pick like a month or a day and like be like, okay, we're done. We did our kind of thing. I, on the flip side of it, I think it's it's good to. If, if this is what they're going to do, at least it's something. But I think in society, especially in America, we're past the point of at least it's something. You know, I think we're past. I mean, come on. I hope so. I, I yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I would, I mean, I know it's something yeah. that like we in our household, like, and, and part of the reason I started my thing was like to, to kind of combat that as much as I can. Um, how do you feel, um, like, have you guys gotten, um, on the flip side of that, and you see this a lot in surfing, like, let's say Quicksilver does this, does these posts, right? It's Gay Pride. Uh, they do this, like, launch and stuff. We've all seen the comments section of these things. I mean, I call it, I call it, I call it surfing Darwinism because it, it, it teaches me who to block on my accounts. And, and if they buy stuff from me, I actually send the orders back and I refund their money. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah, Love I'm it. like, I, sorry. Like, I, I saw what you said on that post. Um, how much does that affect, does that, how much does that affect what you go, you both do uh, with Sea Witches? Like, do you pay attention to that? Do you just like, you know, does that matter? I'm going to be, I feel like you're going to have a lot more to say about this, Anna. <laughs> but to be, for me, um, writing and editing and being thoughtful, thoughtful with writers and artists and creators is... Uh, it takes a lot of space so I really focus on that um, I think like with social media and everything activism has just taken on such a different you know um, face of how that works and shows up and for me I'm I want to do one thing and I want to do it well and so if I can every six months print something and put it in people's hands that they can look at, read, and read again, and like, and it's, it's good, then I feel, I feel great. I, you know, I do have moments where I'm like flipping through people's social media things and their stories and they're doing, they're being good activists, they're reposting all the things and they're, you know, and, and we, we do donate like a portion of our, our sales yeah. and, um, so like there's an awareness around that and my designer Leah Karansky uh, she's amazing and then my editor Serena Renner also amazing they're really really helpful with me <laughs> they'll be like hey I uh, like let's let's support this nonprofit or you know yeah. so I, I'm in a really good company and I feel really grateful for that and Anna too you know um, but for me I don't I, I find the social media echo chamber exhausting and draining and I'm interested in like new fresh ideas. That's where I come from. Anna. It's, no, that's I mean I you, you kind of nailed it. Like it's it, it's been definitely like a more deliberate practice for me to like not dedicate space to that. Um, and not read through the comments. I've never, I've never gained anything from reading those comments except like maybe just like a more impending sense of doom or like just really, it's like, I've never, I've never come away from reading comments feeling like that was productive. Um, but also, yeah, just kind of choosing where to dedicate your energy, you know? And like, I've gotten some 
uncomfortable messages or comments from people and like you choose where to direct your energy you know yeah. and and especially like you, if you choose to do it in a positive way and like you know building up your community and surrounding yourself with like people that can benefit from the things that we all make together I mean that's like so much more but that also that also feels like very um that feels like a really feel-good thing to say. Uh, I, I wish that that was the end of it for me, but, like, there are times where, like, I'll go down that, I'll go down the rabbit hole, We're and humans. I'll just get lost, and I will get sick to my stomach. I'll think, like, there's always that voice of doubt that was kind of, like, put in the, the back of my mind from, like, past experiences where people are like, who cares? Yeah. You know, get woke, go broke kind of thing. I think that's, yeah. like, the, the standard, like, tagline for all of those, like beach grit bros who like love commenting on like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of the you know more socially minded comment uh, <laughs> beach grit bros. and it's 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 one of those things too where I'm like of, of course it, it feels good to feed into that kind of insecurity in some ways because it is it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy you know where you're yeah. like well if you're set up for failure it's so much easier not to try yeah. Um, or just being like, look what I'm up against. Won't somebody just like feel bad for me, please? Like, this is so hard. I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. No, no. I just think about it, like, you know, I've, I've had these things where it's like, you know, we, we post things or we're part of events and like people like comment and then like I go, like I try to avoid it, but there'll be those moments. Like last night, my wife's like, who are you texting with? I'm like, I'm just putting some fucking little Hawaiian kid in this fucking place right now. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. And I'm going to spend the next hour fucking doing it. And she's like, you need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's why I brought it up because it's very fresh to me. Like something happened last night that I was like, you know, you just can't help it. Um, you get like all crazy. Well, and see, which is uh, really early on was... Uh, we were bullied online and the bullies lived in my neighborhood and oh my I gosh. said hey like can we please just grab a coffee I actually really love what you are doing and anyway so that really like set the tone uh, yeah I feel like um, bullying doesn't do it justice I mean they were trying to get they were trying to get you shut down I don't want to get in the weeds about it right but it that was, was 2015 it was a long time ago like I think we, we moved through it the best we could, mm -hmm. um, but I just feel for people who, I, 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 it really saddens me the ways that humanity is completely erased when you like put screens between people, and I just think it's like pretty fucked up. Yeah, social um, media is actually not that social. It's really not. <laughs> like anyway, not. we can talk about yeah, that. That could be a whole, yeah. Uh, um, so... You're um, now you're on your sixth issue, yeah. okay, and you guys are doing a bunch of events. So tell me a little bit about the events that you guys are doing. Anna, take it away. Well, she's, uh, our, she's our event player. Yeah, I initially God. like yeah we were we were over margaritas at the Latin America Club. Uh, we uh, I, I almost like I wasn't like kidding with it, but I was like it would be super cool to do a tour. I've yeah. always wanted to like I played in some bands but like I've never toured like I was yeah. never good like yeah. that's why I like punk music because you don't have to be good at it to have fun um, same with skateboarding and surfing yeah, like, there, there's always a bar that's gonna hire you to play like on a, on a uh, Sunday at like 10 o'clock totally totally yeah. but um, yeah so uh, we ended up just kind of just like spitballing on the idea of like all right well like I lived in San Diego for a while I'm like I have a bunch of homies down here and like I miss it like I want to use any yeah any uh you know excuse to um you know see friends and travel and surf 
Um, but I think a big part of it too is like kind of like my New Year's resolution was like when I moved back to San Francisco to become more ingrained in like my community and like what can I do to like help bring people together that like in like I don't want to say like in a selfish way but like I want more friends I want to know people yeah, places where I go to surf true. I want to like I want to have that sense of community I think I was really lucky to grow up in such a tight-knit surfing community in Avalon New Jersey there are a lot of people that like really held each other very close looked out for each other and there was just kind of that sense of like you know, it just made the vibe in the lineup really nice when you like care about the people that you're with. And yeah. I would love for that to extend beyond just like my immediate circle. And how can we just like, you know, and especially like I was saying, like Sea Witch is like perfect vehicle for building that community and bringing that kind of like positivity together because it's like all things good that I wanted to be a part of. So I was right. like, cool, let's do this. And like, we're friends with Julie who we've mentioned owns Traveler. So that was kind of perfect. We were like, all right, great. So we've got like, Ventura, Santa Cruz, Pacifica. We can have events at those spots. It can be outdoor. I met Mark from Happy Battle years ago, and he is, like, the best, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I really can't think of, like, a more stoked person that, like... Yeah. I mean, talk about a community-minded individual. Yeah. Like, he's he's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, reached out to him. And then, um, yeah, in L.A., I've just really uh, been so enamored with and inspired by Dream Team Society and like all of their efforts yeah, for like queering for sure. the lineup yeah, yeah. and uh, just creating like accessibility in surfing you yeah. know or like surfing's for everyone we all yeah. belong you know yeah. like it's um, very much like of that of that mind so yeah it was really just a matter of like kind of like getting people together and like whether we're planning paddle outs or kind of like partnerships or just like I don't know like having some beers and shooting the breeze like just yeah, wanted to wanted to create that sense of community that I always felt growing up. And do you think that's like the main kind of I hate using the word objective, but is that like the main thing you want people to get out of these events? Kind of like walking away being like, wow, I belong, I fit, like yeah. yeah, for sure. I think I do think of Traveler often as an example of creating a revolutionary space, especially within surfing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot about creating space and doing it with intention thinking about like who's invited and who's not invited and Traveler has totally reimagined the surf shop and made it like so welcoming. I just, you know, like all the skate, like is it Gleaming the Cube is like that skate shop vibe, like yeah. skate rats and all that and it's like this, this kind of macho intimidating space. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like you might know yeah. a little bit about that. <laughs> well, it's also like I've seen both sides of it. Yeah. So I've seen like, you know, you talk about like a, like a Supreme, you know, on Lafayette Street in New York in the 90s, you don't walk in there. Right. You know, but then I've like other skate shops that we were associated with where it was like, we don't give a shit who you are. You want to come out and hang out? We don't care. Like, you know, there's both sides to it. Uh, sure. I think uh, I think it's, it, it's one of the places that is lacking from surfing. I think, but mm -hmm. that's it's a, that's a bigger issue though. I think with surf shops in general is that they're actually they've lost a lot of the community. Yeah. I remember being a shop rat at my like my local yeah. spot in in Avalon at this place called the Boarding House, and uh, I was you know 12, 13 years yeah. old, and I went there to hang out every single day and watch movies and like not buy anything except wax. Of course, <laughs> <And>, like, <laughs> here's a dollar. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but it, it was so important to have. I think when, especially when you're younger, it's so important to have that sense of belonging. And that's exactly how I felt when I walked into Traveler for the first time when Julie had an event. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like giving me like huge flashbacks to being yeah. a kid again. And like, 
I you lose that kind of as an adult, you know. And I think it's really important that like it's so much easier to like deprioritize that as you get older. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that's you know, that's not part of my life anymore. But like we still we're still human. We still need that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's something that like I see less and less of in surf shops. There are some surf shops that do have that little bit of a vibe. Like you know, you look at a daydream. If you look mm-hmm. at like Mitch's and stuff like that, like that's definitely still has that. But you know, a lot of the other ones, it's just pretty much like it's it's a retail relationship, right? It's like in, mm-hmm. in, I mean, you might hang out, look at boards, you might order a board from them, but it's like you really like when they when they turn over employees, you really don't even notice, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, kind of sure. thing. And that it's, that's not how it should be. Like there should be an employee there that's been there since it opened. Well, it's funny. I I, I did a bodega border crew binge <laughs> you did? on oh. my way down. Oh no! And <laughs> it was great. But like almost like so many people that you talked to and that you interviewed uh, described so super similar experiences in the shop. Yeah. And they all talked about the, the magazines that they that were there. Yeah, yeah. The surfer magazines, yeah. like mostly surfers, some surfers journal, but yeah. um, and and reading those, the reading them over and over and over and over, and hearing that just made like me feel uh, so like confirmed in all of the work and money that I've put into making yeah. it. Like imagine if a sea witches had been sitting in those surf shops when you two were growing up. Yeah. And you'd pick that up and you'd been like, whoa, this is a whole photo essay with Alyssa Steamer. Yeah. Or look at all these photo of, uh, photos of like black people in the water just having like so much joy. Or yeah. listen to this story about this woman who's like from the Tongva tribe in LA and talking about like how the indigenous land has informed like her artwork and the you know what LA means to indigenous people yeah and just reimagining like the world right outside your door and understanding the history of surfing and the women or the, the women and like there's a really great piece about transgendering the midlength by Joni Johnny out <laughs> out in Rockaway and it's like just makes me so happy to read it so I just I hope that this magazine other publications like See Together, such a great publication, Emotion Mag, yeah. one of my faves, um, and so many other, like Stephen Milner's book, mm-hmm. um, Afro Surf, like, which is great. I want mm-hmm. those like top of the stack at every shop, yeah. every every opportunity, so that people can really see themselves reflected in the media, in the water, because that's the reality of the lineup. Yeah, it's it's so diverse and it's so awesome. But it's people don't like spotlight it. I mean, look, you do have these pockets where it's like very much, I won't name places, but it's very much like, it's like a white boys club, sure. you know? And it, it is like part of the reason I started my thing. Like I came from New York City, inner city skateboarding where I was like, we don't care what you are as long as you're cool and you rip, like it's chill. Mm-hmm. And when I came into surfing in LA, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what is this? <laughs> Record scratch. I was like, like uh, I was like, I'm a white male. And I don't belong here. Like, that's like saying a lot. Like that is saying a. I was like, if I don't belong here, I was like, I could only imagine how other people feel. Like I just, it drove me nuts. Like I was like, no, this is not cool. But it's great to see, you know, like your your publication and some of the other ones of what they're doing, um, because I think it's important for that for that representation, but also for people who don't fit into that to understand what's going on out there, right? So it's like for someone like me, it's like it's important for me to be associated and understand like your publication, the Afro Surf book and stuff like that so that like I'm better educated and understand what's going on. Um, 
where would you like to see the Sea Witches project go? Million dollar question right yeah. there. <laughs> I'll try to keep this short. Um, would love to get funding. Uh -huh. um, it would be rad to partner with a mindful like company or organization that's interested in investing in these stories and continuing to tell them mm -hmm. in authentic ways. Um, and yeah, we're my team, uh, my like editorial and production teams are kind of shifting. So my designer is. She's like too talented for her own good. Uh, uh, Leah Karansky has been doing this since the very beginning, so six years. So grateful to her. She was our first artist in residence. We have an artist in residence for every issue. Oh, cool. They designed the cover. The issue six is um, a, a woman in Wales. Oh, that's pretty awesome. She lives at the base of a mountain called Black Mountain. Uh -huh. She does like cold water river swimming. She doesn't even surf, uh, but anyway. So Leah is just so super blessed to have her and she's kind of transitioned into more of a fine artist okay and I'm super stoked for her she's doing artist residencies uh, all over the nation and um, so she's kind of shifting away from sea witches and you know and doing her own thing she also started deep time press okay check it out it's very rad it's a uh, work that her and her husband make together okay I'm obsessed he's a really talented photographer I mean they're both multimedia um, but she taught me how to do natural dyeing, which I hand we hand dye all the covers together. Right. Um, it, we did oxalis flowers for issue five, and then we did avocado pits for issue six. Uh, and then that's the paint that I gave you yeah, for yeah, your yeah. daughter. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, Leah is stepping away from Sea Witches, and I'm super stoked for her. And then um, Serena Renner is also way too talented. Um, she just finished a rad journalism program in Vancouver. Okay. She's really um, passionate about telling indigenous stories up there and fighting for like land rights and supporting that. Which there's a lot going on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a big it's a big struggle and a big battle, and it's at least in the mainstream media, it's only starting to come to light. Mm -hmm. You know, and which is like it's a lot of people are like, I can't believe this. I'm like, really, you can't. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So she is also um, kind of filling her time up with that work, okay. which I again am super stoked, and and I I want to give her the space to do that. So it's kind of me. <laughs> um, so we're kind of um, pumping the brakes a little bit and reimagining kind of what's next. My number one thought is. I am just so enamored by and in love with the voices and the work and the creations that are coming into our inbox through submissions um, and like the bravery that's happening. I want, but but I I want a larger um, platform. Right. It's 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 bumming me out now because we just you know we do such a small run and we have very minimal distribution and I just want more people to see this incredible work and to hear these stories and read these stories so that's where my mind is at it's kind of mushy the vision for the future but I guess it comes down to funding and a much larger platform because there's just this incredible like group of people that they need 
people need to see them and they need yeah it to... needs to be amplified and like distributed out there more yeah. that's the thing especially if you're spending the time to develop these stories that are so important you know and put it into like a narrative setting like I mean, it's got to get out there um where can people uh get your guys stuff at it's the best way seewitches.com follow us on instagram seewitches.zine um yeah those are the best ways to get in touch if you're um, if you're in europe we have a handful of the golden rays have some zines um there's a couple of other shops um over there which is rad the sleeping giant uh his shop is great he's got some zines uh traveler of course has some zines ideal surf co has some zines okay. they're another uh they're amazing newer yeah. brand i'm really stoked about where are they they're in oakland okay yeah. There was that other shop that was like in Oakland for a little while, right? Oakland Surf Club or something? Oakland, yeah. I, this was years ago, this like is, yeah. six yeah. years ago. I remember being there and like going to it. And they had like a, like maybe like five boards in there. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, come they, to our parties. Come to our party. Magazine. Yeah, that's yeah. where you okay, can get so, them. So in closing, when are, <laughs> when are the parties and where? Uh, this Friday, Happy Battle. Uh, on good old El Cajon Boulevard um, <laughs> at 6, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, and then Super Rich uh, Coffee in Echo Park in L.A. on Saturday, again, at 6. Um, and then we're going to be doing a stop in Santa Cruz at Traveler on October 23rd. We're paddling out with Black Surf Club Santa Cruz. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then um, the final stop, uh, the homecoming party, is going to be at Traveler Pacifica on uh, November 20th. Um, and that's going to be more of a daytime thing. I think we're starting at like one. Also a paddle um, out. Yeah, paddle out. And uh, yeah, we're going to have uh, some home brews from Queers Making Beers. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of uh, all kinds of our friends stopping by and, uh, you know, slinging their wares. And uh, yeah, we're, we're super jazzed. Thanks so much to Margaret and Anna for sitting down with me. It's great to know that there's people like this in the surf industry and in the world in general that want to tell these stories and amplify stories that need to be heard there's a lot of marginalized people in this world not just in surfing in general that their voices aren't loud enough uh, for everyone to understand and hear so hopefully with things like sea witches and a bunch of other zines and communities um, those voices can be amplified and they can grow one of the things I really like that they focus on is the community, which I think is fundamentally part of surfing that we've gotten away from a little bit here and there because of ego and um, insecurities and that kind of thing and territorialism and all that. And I think it's important for us to go back to that, to really embrace you know each other. It doesn't mean you have to like each other. It just means you have to have mutual respect and know that we're all out there trying to engage in the ocean and get the same kind of joy out of it and so to that extent we should really be respectful to not just the ocean itself but the people in it um so definitely support independent publications as well and support independent filmmakers that are telling stories people like them people like beth o'rourke uh people like the like our boys current everybody who's out there documenting and telling stories because without them we're really going to lose our history and thus have a fragmented viewpoint of our culture. It's one of the big reasons I started the podcast. Look, I do not like being on the mic. I do not like being seen. I really like being behind the scenes, but if I wasn't going to do it, who was going to? And so I think I 
really feel a kinship with those kind of people. And the best thing you could go, do out there is support their products, buy their products, go to their events, like their posts, amplify their posts. And that way they have the support system both financially and socially to keep continuing this. Um, so, but hopefully I'll see you guys on Friday. Uh, go to the other events that they're having. Uh, and if not, just buy their stuff over at seewitchazine.com. But without further ado, I want to get back into tracks, some stuff that I think reflects the spirit of their zine and the people involved. And we'll be back in a little bit with some short takes. Peace. Let's hear the cheers for the years of the independent woman. 
achieve anything that you want out of life do for yourself then you can be a wife and you'll feel so good that you want to shout because you got to the top and got there without relying on tom dick or billy d you don't have to turn the lights on to really see so lend me your ears dry up your tears and let's hear the cheers for the years of the independent Nobody heard it, just another funeral service Niggas will 
your lighters up, Detroit. Put your lighters up, shine down. Keep putting them lighters up. No matter where you're from, put your lighters up. Let me give you a walkthrough, show you what to do when you don't do. Where it's not safe to go to, the boys approach you. Better stay quick or you're close to. Don't come through if niggas don't know you. Cause people is talking, the streets is watching. The D's is lurking, that's the nine in the garbage. The life of a hustler, the life of a gambler. Dice games kill more niggas than cancer. You know you fuck with. Brooklyn don't run, we run shit. Roll up and just bum rush it. We don't play that. Out in BK, not at all. Four pound, leave your face on the wall. R.I.P. in memory of. Never should I. Cross that bridge. Welcome to Brooklyn. Put your lighters up, LA. Put your lighters up, VA. Put your lighters up, Texas. Keep putting your lighters up, New Orleans. Put your lighters up, St. Louis. Put your lighters up, ATL. Keep putting them lighters up. No matter where you're from, put your lighters up. Damn, homie, I'm so tall, and I don't think I'm ever gonna smoke no more. Welcome back to Volume 75 of the Bodega Border Crew. Hope you guys have been digging the tracks, the spiel, people that we represent, the stories we're trying to help and amplify. As I said, storytelling is something that is core to our culture, and it's important to keep doing that and amplifying the ones that have positive change on their minds. And I think the people that we're trying to 
uh, feature and and showcase on both here and the Van Channel 66 show do that. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. I keep telling you guys, we have t-shirts, we have fins, stickers. I'm trying to think what else we have. Pins, hats, towels, zines, air fresheners, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, make sure to check out the episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and things that we're talking about. And uh, this episode, here's a couple of short takes we have that you should check out. The first short take is this video piece that Surfcraft Union put out uh, interviewing our filmmaker, Corey Nolan. Co- Corey Nolan is the person be- behind Hydrophile. He produces our fins. He produces the ones for Curtis Wooden. Uh, he's done a bunch of fins for Worm. All hand done from Northeast. Beautiful craftsmanship. And this gives you a little insight into his uh, production process and what it's like. I enjoy uh, his product even if he wasn't making it and I would be buying it myself because I love to get handmade versions of things for my surfcraft and where I can have input with someone and Corey has been nothing but stellar about working with me and my limited understanding of uh, hydrodynamics and what I want a fin to do and we were able to come up with the Newport Nose Rider which uh, we have a couple of uh, Nick's colorway ones coming in very soon probably in the next two three weeks and uh, that really worked for me and for other people and we've sold a a bunch and uh i I just think Corey's a great person outside of what he produces and this is something that i think everyone should check out and see what he's all about so make sure to check out the link in our episode description for that the second short take is current episode 50 from our boy tj and it features jj wessels uh Obviously, for a couple of reasons, I love this clip. One, I love TJ. TJ's awesome, and uh, getting to know him over the last couple of years has been great, and I love the film work he does, and he's worked on some of our video pieces, and I like his take on surfing and his addiction to boards and the whole thing, and just his energy in general is great. And secondly, it's JJ, and JJ Wessels is someone I think every longboarder should study and look at. I'm lucky enough, like a bunch of people, to see him firsthand at Sano and church all the time. And I've learned a lot from speaking to him and watching where he takes off, how he takes off, what he does. I love his surfing in general. I think it's the kind of surfing that I respond to and I look for in my longboarding and something I aspire to. So I think this is a great clip that captures JJ and what he's about and, and what he does. So we have a link to it. Make sure to check it out. And keep supporting people like Current so they can keep telling these stories. The last short take we have is this video from Van Surf, which is part of their uh, Breaking Wave series that uh, Dylan Graves hosts. Dylan Graves uh, used to do the Weird Waves series, and I think he's still going to be doing this. But he started doing Breaking Waves recently, which focuses more on social issues to do with surfing. And this one's all about race and inclusivity and features Salima Masakela in it a lot and a bunch of other people. It talks about the incident that's very been very infamous that happened in Manhattan Beach that spurred a whole m- movement uh, during the social uh, justice uh, movement that happened last year. And I think they touch on that. They also touch upon the backlash that a lot of Brazilians got in professional surfing. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't like to talk about because I think it bit them on the ass, especially in the surf community. This is a really good clip to check out. 
keep an open mind, listen to what people have to say. I think what Salima says in it is actually really vital, is really have empathy. Have empathy for people that are not like you, that are going through other things when they're telling you their story. Don't think about how it maps itself upon you, but think about how it mapped itself on them and how that shaped them and, and so forth. And I'm actually very excited because we're going to be interviewing both of them on October 27th on our Vans Channel 66 show. And this clip is just a kind of opening salvo into that and, and getting to know what's at the core of uh, race and inclusivity in surfing and something that was a foundation founding principle of why I started this brand and why I started this podcast. So make sure to check the link out. Kudos to Vans. Thank you for putting this kind of content, getting behind it. And uh, yeah, check it out. But that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for subscribing, being supporters, uh, meeting people. It's been always fun. Uh, not too much hate, but if you hate, that's totally, hey, it's 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 your opinion and, and, and this isn't for everyone. But I want to say thank you to everyone. 75 episodes strong. I know that's not some kind of... Uh, centennial marker or, or anniversary or something like that but it's still pretty important to me and uh, without you guys I wouldn't be able to do this I also want to again remind people really go out there and support these independent storytellers filmmakers zine zine creators photographers uh, these are the people that are ultimately shaping and helping to tell the stories of surfing and if we don't support the ones that are being honest and true to what the world is out there, we're going to lose the truth behind it. And I think it's really important that we all support it in any way we can. You know, if you don't have money, just amplify their voices. And if if you can go to one of their events, like a bigger crowd really gives them energy to uh, work harder, whether it be a gallery opening, you know, it could be a surf photographer that you that showcases work that you really like, or it could be a filmmaker that just wants you to repost their YouTube video, or it could be a zine that only costs you like maybe 10 bucks. And it's it's something that you add to your reading library. I think these are things that we really have to focus on a little bit more and not be so wary about and not feel um, like we're making the right, the wrong choices. Because without these people, I think our culture is going to die. So with that, Make sure to check us out on October 27th, Vans Channel 66, uh, Dylan Graves, Salima, a couple other people. And uh, we'll leave you with our famous closing words. There's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, be respectful, have fun, smile at each other, make a new friend. You know, we're a big community. We can be bigger if we want to. I'll see you out there. Your mind. Oh no, this cannot be accepted. The feelings that belong to you must be protected.
another victim This took the nerve Oh boy, he really picked him Well, you know, it's time for you to show you're not sleeping A progress report on the two of you you're keeping Peeking through the peephole to see if honey's sneaking You estimated right that night the other weekend Collectively, the facts should conclude the decision You called the brother in a terrible disposition Let's 
behind Cases lately just to kill Shift get automatic Damned if I do Who is gonna stop me when I'm coming through What we got left is just me and you But if I go to bed, baby, can I take you? Get back, get down 